Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is the show all about podcasting, helping you to make a success of your podcast, whatever it's about. I'm Colin Gray, as always, joined by Matthew McLean. How are you doing, Matthew? We new tagline there at know, the start. Yeah, You've been, been working on that. Style in there, just well, making someone up. <laughs> yeah, pulled it off. Uh, good, good to be here. Makes a change, makes a change. Uh, yeah, good, good. Aye. It's a wee bit greyer outside today, isn't it? Not so blue. Yeah, it, we had a really good month in May, mm-hmm. um, weather-wise, and it's got, got a wee bit of grey now. But back, to, back to Scottish Back weather. to normal. <laughs> and we're back to season 10 of Podcraft, which, as you know, if you've been listening along, is all about how to get your first episode out into the world. So we're going back, re-recording season one, taking you right through the whole process of getting that first episode live. And this episode is on to a part that intimidates a lot of people, isn't it? It's the editing. It's the part that we get a lot of questions about. Yeah, I think of all the of all the common questions we get through the website, through our community and with clients, I think editing's like it's the number one question, yeah, isn't it? Like yeah. th- there's a lot of questions about it. Yeah. Which yeah. we're going to obviously talk about in this episode. I do yeah, we do know some people that enjoy editing. That every time I put it out on Twitter, I, I do a question on that quite regularly and there's always somebody that says, I love editing. I'm gonna spend like eight hours on this and love every minute of it. But I think they're an anomaly, aren't they? You you always find somebody who loves anything. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Um, So before we jump into that, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to tell you all about editing, how to go about it, the tools you need for editing, how to keep it to a minimum, basically. What's the the minimum editing you need to do um, and how you can do it well. So you get the good quality uh, out your podcast, but actually it doesn't take your whole life to get it done. Um, before we jump into that, this episode is sponsored by Alitu. So Alitu is our own editing tool, funnily enough, it ties in well with this episode. Uh, Alitu helps you to uh, polish up your podcast, automates production, and it helps you edit as well if you want to. And we'll tell you a bit more about that later on, but you can pop over to alitu.com, which is A-L-I-T-U.com if you want to check that out. And again, we'll give you a few more details later. But right, let's start with what do you want to edit with? So software, dive into the software, Matthew. What do you use to edit mostly? Yeah, well, just just to, to sort of preload that with how lucky we actually are nowadays because it, when you meet a veteran in the sort of from the radio industry back yeah. in the day or the audio industry, they, they talk about um, cutting up tape and sticking bits <laughs> of tape together. Yes. Something that was before my time, but yeah. um, it yeah. sounds really difficult. So although, you know, editing can be intimidating, we yeah. are actually a lot more fortunate nowadays than, yeah. than we perhaps were in the past. Yeah, so, we will actually just put together uh, what amounts to radio show yeah with just a piece of software so much more accessible often free on your computer as well yeah, yeah. well exactly yeah so you, you mentioned free there <clears throat> now that what what you're going to edit with and it could be the same thing that you record with in, mm-hmm. in many cases uh, a piece of software that's known as a digital audio workstation a daw if you ever hear somebody saying daw or daw that's basically yeah. what they're talking about there it's just a piece of software that you download and use on your computer and uh, one of the most common ones, because it's free, it's open source, is Audacity. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Audacity, it's, it's popular for, I mean, because it's free. Yeah. And, you know, it's actually, it gets sometimes a bit, you know, of a bad <laughs> rep as being a bit basic. But yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, it does the job. 
I think I think the thing for me is Audacity. I don't know if Audacity's basic. I mean, it's got some really powerful tools in there. You're right. I mean, it's basic in terms of the the interface. It doesn't help you in many ways. It's really quite um, Spartan, and it looks pretty old school, doesn't it? Like I remember first using it back in um, 2005 or six, I think it was, and it hasn't changed a yeah, jot since then. Yeah, not a lot then. has changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it does everything that an average podcaster would need, doesn't it? But it yeah. just doesn't make it particularly easy. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, if all you're doing is the kind of minimum minimum editing that we are talking, we're going to talk about later in this episode, then then actually it does. I mean, you can find those tools pretty easily. Um, so you can do that in Audacity, no worries, can't you? If you can put up with the look of it. Yeah, and many, many top podcasts are, are edited on Audacity. Yeah, I even absolutely. know some like fantastic audio drama producers that oh, yeah? use Audacity as really? well and, and have really good results. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, what, what we're going to say about this section is it's not really about the tools, Yeah. Um, but we just wanted to obviously mention some options for you. Yes. Um, another common one that you, you hear, uh, because I think it comes as a default on your Mac and things like that, is uh, GarageBand or GarageBand as I hear it said <laughs> but um, I, I've never really like I've opened it up and had a quick play around I've never really used it that much have you? Uh, to be honest no not at all I've I only had I've only had a Mac for the last year or so and that was way beyond when I'd graduated from possibly using something like GarageBand mm-hmm. so that's an option like if you've got a Mac you might have already had a look at that and that might yeah. be an option yeah um, I'd, I'd still go Audacity if you're looking at those two. But. I'd say so, yeah. It's got a lot, I think it's got a lot more power, doesn't it? A lot more flexibility. Um, and uh, I've heard recently in the last year or, so, or a couple of years, at least GarageBand has moved away from a lot of the old podcaster tools. Like right. It used to have a lot of podcaster specific options in there, but it's um, but a lot of people complained about it a couple of years ago. They changed it up and it, it removed a lot of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I think a lot less people use it nowadays because of that. Yeah, you, you'll have, I suppose, a lot more room to grow as a producer with Audacity, won't yeah, you? Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, when we, we go to the sort of paid models, uh, the software that we use the most here at the podcast host is definitely Adobe Edition nowadays, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, Edition, a really, really powerful audio editing tool. So many different things. You know, I've been using it for years now and I still find new things yeah, yeah. Um, every every other week, basically. Yeah, I reckon so, I know like 20% of that package. Yeah. <laughs> um, the big benefit of Edition is that like it's just so powerful and, and you know, you could customise it and you've just got so many options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the downside, one of the big downsides of it, again, there, there's that sort of intimidation factor yeah, is there's yeah. so much to learn. Why bother starting? Yeah. Um, and the other thing is obviously the, the subscription model as well, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, you're paying best part of $30 a month, I think, to yeah, use it. Yeah. So that straight away, that's going to put a lot of people yes. off. Yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive. But I mean, I think the main benefit of addition is the workflow, isn't it? it it's just so much quicker and easier to use, I think. Um, it does take a bit of learning, but once you're in there, like just the way they've set it up, like with the keyboard shortcuts, the kind of all the templates that are in there, the different way the tools are set up so that it just seems easier to apply stuff and make it sound good it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> it just assists you i think a bit more than audition oh, sorry audacity or for me that's why it's worth paying it just saves you time so yeah audition is a, a paid piece of software but that's like the subscription model and because you know audition i believe you used to be able to buy it outright yeah. but now you can't 
Um, so people that previously would have just bought Edition and are looking to make those sort of just that one-off purchase, yes. I hear a lot of people now using Reaper instead, yeah, yeah. one called Reaper, which, um, again, I don't have a huge amount of experience with. I've dipped in there and had a wee look at it in the free trial version, but, you know, it looks looks more than good enough yeah, yeah, to... Yeah. Well, we, there's a few people we know and trust that like it a lot, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, even though we don't have any experience with it, it's definitely a kind of lower price yeah. purchased option that um, that probably ups the quality or the ease of use a bit from Audition. Or Audacity. <laughs> I always get them mixed up. Audacity. Yeah, they need um, different names. Yeah, totally. Without paying the, the huge cost that Audition probably, uh, Audition applies, yeah. But again, like just to emphasize, it's not really about the platform like yes. that's not going to have too much effect on your podcast it's just like pick something that you're comfortable with and just spend a bit of time learning it and getting used to it yeah. and just yeah. you know forget about it and move on concentrate more on your content than what you're actually editing with yes absolutely yeah keep it simple keep it simple um yeah so i think on that note the keeping it simple note let's get into what people actually should need to do then. So, I mean, there's all, how many, <laughs> how many different editing processes do you use on an audio drama? Is it dozens and dozens? Yeah. Aye, there's um, a frightening amount of like different everything things from to, to be done. Compression to equalization, to panning around, to hard limiting, all those things. But how many of them do people actually need to use on your average podcast? <sighs> Arguably none, really. Yeah. Like you could you could just record an audio file and put it out there. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a bit careful about the recording, if you actually put a bit of thought ahead of time into your levels, making sure you're at the right distance from the microphone, you have a decent mic in the first place, there's no like bad noise in the background, then just put it out. Like yeah. That's no a really whatsoever. good point because it's it's all about source material. Like editing isn't magic. So if you record something that really doesn't sound very good at all, you're only doing a like a repair job, basically. Yes. If you want to sound good and why wouldn't you, then it's more about how you record your audio rather than, you know, how you edit it. Yeah. So that's an important point. Absolutely. And funnily enough, we talked about that in the last episode, didn't we? Yeah. So previous episode, if you want to go back to uh, recording and environments, like how to set it up so that you do capture good source material, go back to uh, the episode before this one and listen to the recording environment one. But yeah, if you have a good recording environment, you put a bit of care into how you record, then you can, you can get away with absolutely no editing whatsoever. In reality though, often uh, well actually let me just finish that and say i often think that that is a good way to do your first 10 episodes actually just don't edit in any way because that's when you are you're learning the craft of creating a content you're learning how to create to plan out a good episode how to deliver it well um, and really that's the kind of the danger point you're not quite into it well enough yet there's all these other things you're learning so you don't need to learn to edit as well to make it even harder so often people can gain a lot of momentum by actually not editing whatsoever their first five to ten episodes um you also don't have that crutch of editing that you have mm-hmm. to improve fast like you know you're recording and releasing live so you suddenly worry about those vocal ticks those ums those ahs the the background noise all that kind of stuff basically if you commit to not editing your first five to ten episodes it can teach you a whole lot of good habits um and also arguably uh depending on whether how much of an audience you have up front or not that's when you have room to test because 
you're not going to have a lot of people listening at that point. So it's, that's when you've got time and room to experiment. Um, obviously, some people are not in that position if you've got a big audience up front, but it's a good place to play around that first five to 10 episodes and try it out. But then beyond that, right, so m- the most basic editing approach, um, we did, a, I did an article on the, the website about this ages ago. Um, and it's, it's, I've stood the test of time, I think. It's the, the me approach, minimum effective editing approach. Um, so there's two steps in that, isn't there, Matthew? Let me go through the first one. So first one, this is the bit that often people can't miss out, which is the top and the tail. So pretty much always, we did it on this, didn't we? You hit record and then we adjusted our mics a little bit. We rustled the paper, we found the right page. But you often press record a wee bit of ahead of time just to make sure you've hit it. Yeah, so you could look <laughs> at the fact that it's recording at least three times yes. before you start speaking. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or even when you do hit record, you want to double check. You just kind of look at it, you stare at it for a second just to yeah. make sure. <laughs> So, so there's often a bit of space at the start, a bit of noise, you know, something before you actually begin speaking. That's what I call topping. So you take off the top, you sort of make it so that it starts directly when the voice starts. And same with the tail. You know, you finish speaking, you put your script down, you push the mic out of the way, you reach towards the record button. It takes you a few seconds to do that, basically. And that's the tail. So taking that, that bit of silence off at the tail is what you need as well. So for me, that is the kind of basic editing. That's the minimum you need to remove from your show. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the top and tail. And then I guess uh, you could argue that a bit in what we call normalization could go in there too. Yeah. So that's basically just uh, pulling the, the volume up to again what we would class as an appropriate level yes. and that just means yeah. you know if you plug it into your phone if you open up in dropbox and stick your headphones in is the volume loud enough that you could go out and walk down the street with cars driving yeah. past and you're still able to hear it yeah you're so over the buses <laughs> making sure that you know you've not recorded at a very low level and then you've put it out there and yeah. people can't hear it so yeah, yeah, you could uh, a process called normalization which you could just basically yeah. say make it you know make the waveform this size yeah that's it yes yeah so if you normalize to often it's maybe minus 2 db or something like that or you can normalize to luffs like what do you do these days minus 19 minus 16 yeah minus 19 the the luffs debating podcast (laughs) let's not go there no but minus 19 mono isn't it tends to work pretty well yeah um yeah so if you go to that it basically means that you're going to be around the same volume as the show that came before you and the show that comes after you when people are listening through a few so that's the two. That's what makes up the minimum effective editing approach. Top and tail, cut out those silences so you're only including the bits you, uh, the sort of the speech part and then normalize, make sure the volume's okay. And that's fine. I mean, that really is, if you're recording decent quality audio with a decent mic, that it could do you forever, couldn't it? Like yeah, you could get away with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's first step, minimum effective editing approach. Uh, next, we have got a kind of a me too. <laughs> I put this in the article, me too, M-E-E too. So it's kind of the next level minimum effective editing, which adds a couple of things. And we'll talk through that in just a sec. But first, I mentioned Alitu at the start of the show here. Uh, so this episode is sponsored by Alitu, A-L-I-T-U dot com. Um, and that is our podcast maker app. So we're talking about editing just now. Alitu basically helps you with that editing and that processing. Mention normalization there. As soon as you upload an audio file to Alitu, that's what you do to start it. You create a new episode, you upload your raw audio file and Alitu will normalize it for you. That's an automatic part of the process. So we'll put it up to minus 19 luffs or down to whichever way it needs to be. 
We also do a few of the other processes too, um, which we'll talk about in a little while. It's got an editing process too, in terms of the uh, a new interface that only includes the editing processes that podcasters need. So top and tail, I just mentioned that we've got a specific top and tail tool, which lets you cut off the space at the start and the end. And we've also got a mistakes editing tool as well, which lets you cut out, cut out parts from within the episode. And then it puts it all together. So it goes to the episode builder, can piece together a range of different clips, edit them all, process them all and export them with the right settings at the end. So you don't have to worry about bit rates, you don't have to worry about formats, ID3 tags, Alitu does all that for you. So basically Alitu is your editing, your production assistant. You upload the raw file, we polish it up, we add your branding, your music, we piece it together and we export the right file and we can publish it to uh, any podcast host as well. Well, right now it's Libsyn and Blueberry, but we're adding in all of the other main podcast hosts too. So that's Alitu. If you fancy Alitu, trying out Alitu, we've got a seven day free trial. If you go over to alitu.com, alitu.com, you can sign up for that free trial and try it out and you can create your first episode for free. All right. Hope that gives you an idea, an easy way in so you can skip out the editing altogether or the processing altogether. Uh, right. So me too, Matthew, what would you add in if you had a bit of extra time, a wee bit more polishing on your audio? What would you add in first? Well, noise reduction is a process that's sort of quite commonly used mm. uh, in speech audio editing. Yeah, yeah. So I need to just clarify that by noise, it's more about this, like, um, it's more about a sort of continuous, consistent yeah. noise under the vocals. A kind of bass level noise so in the background, yeah. It could be something like a fan or a fridge humming, um, or with some microphones, depending on what they're plugged into, sometimes the, the gain, the, vo- the recording volume's turned up quite high, you get that sort of level of hiss underneath. Yeah, yeah. So noise reduction's good just sort of to clean that out a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of these processes that, you, you know, default settings are usually good enough. If you ramp that up a bit, you can overdo it yeah. and end up making the vocals sound like they're recorded like underwater yeah. or that. So it's definitely, <laughs> noise reduction is one of these things that like a little bit could go a long way, but definitely don't overdo it. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, Aye. And, and again, that goes back to uh, recording environment as well, doesn't it? You want exactly, to avoid yeah. noise reduction as much as you can by making sure you're in recording environments great in the yeah. first place. Don't, yeah. don't record in like a really busy pub with yeah. the thought that, well, the noise reduction will solve yeah. this because it definitely won't. <laughs> um, yeah. We talked about normalisation already. The mm. thing about normalisation is... So the waveform, that's your visual representation of your audio. Mm -hmm. And normalization won't change the shape of that at all. So like normalization is fine as long as your your volume levels are quite consistent. Even if you've recorded very, very low, but it's all consistent, you can bump that up, no problem. The, The issue here is that if you've been speaking at a really low volume, but then suddenly, like you laugh, that's a really yeah, loud or you bit. You cough or something like that, yeah. Yeah, something that's basically staying in rather than coming out, and oh, yeah. uh, you know that that kind of what we call peaks the audio. Yeah. So you can't really normalize that very very much at all yeah, because yeah. it's only going to it only considers the loudest part of the audio. Yeah, yeah. So that whole bringing it up to minus two dB, for example, it Wouldn't only brings really that one yeah. peak. Up which, to minus which 2B. by, you know, it probably already is there. Yeah, So it's exactly. not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
So a process called limiting, basically, uh, it's like running a pair of scissors over your audio yeah, file. Yeah. So you've got this big long hair sticking out, <laughs> and you just run over it and, and cut the cut yeah. the long hair off, and then shave. you know you, you you're able then to to normalize yeah, to yeah. the level that you. It look makes for, the whole so. sound wave just more consistent, doesn't yeah. it? it? Takes off those big peaks. Yeah, perfect. So what do you do then? You would limit it first to how do you determine where to limit it to? See again. We, I'm wary to start talking about decibels and yeah. minuses and stuff because yes. yeah, we've yeah. not really talked about that too much. But there's a certain, you know, there's a chart down the side, down the right hand side yeah. of your yeah. audio file with some yeah. numbers, and usually about minus six. That's um, I'll see some peaks that are just maybe poking above there. Mm. I'll just run the let's call mm. it scissors. I'll run yeah, the yeah. limiter along yeah. there and just snip them off, yeah. and then pull the whole file up to around about. Minus three, minus two. Yeah. yeah. Um, with these decibel scales, it's confusing, but zero is like the top, and yeah, then you go yeah, minus one, minus yeah. two, minus three, and it just yeah. goes down and down and down. Um, and it depends a lot on how, what level you've recorded at in the first place, anyway, doesn't it? But, but yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a judgment call, isn't it? A visual thing where you look at it and you say, well, there's most of my speech within maybe it's less than minus six or less than minus seven, but there's one peak that goes up to minus four or minus three. And so we're going to hard limit it to minus six or minus seven because that doesn't cut off much of it just a few of the the peaks yeah yeah and again i don't don't want to dive too deep into this but the size of a waveform doesn't necessarily translate to how loud it is because it's it's down to frequencies and things as well like if you record something through a phone you could have a very very spiky and tall waveform yeah yeah it's if you listen to that alongside a you know a waveform or something that was recorded just on a local microphone, yeah. it would probably you would perceive that as louder, rightly yeah, so, yeah, than the one yeah. on the phone. So again, yeah. um, edit with your ears as much as you're editing with your eyes because yeah. it's it's an audio thing. So yes. make sure you're you're not just um, going on the visual <laughs> side of it. it. Yeah. yeah. So so the the companion to that, the alternative to that, and let's not spend long on this because. Um, because it's complicated is compression isn't it a lot of people use compression um what are your thoughts on compression is it is it something that if you just use a template like use one of the templates in audition or audacity or something it it can work or is there too much danger of it going wrong i think um there's a few good default settings in most tools and basically compression it's quite simple to explain you're taking the loud parts and the quiet parts of your audio Mm. and you're bringing them closer together to Mm -hmm. make it more consistent Mm. um there's a few different settings and things like that again we've got a a, an audacity course inside the podcast academy um that sort of teaches it takes a deep dive into compression but it's definitely it's not the sort of thing that you need to use um it's more a an icing on the cake thing i would yeah, say for yeah. for most podcasters yeah but it does a similar job to that limit and normalize doesn't it yeah it yeah. Br- brings it all a bit closer together in terms of volume and then brings it up to a set volume and again that's in the compression sense so the last two parts of the kind of next level are internal edits so obviously uh, if you're going up to kind of next level you can start taking out mistakes um that this starts taking a long time doesn't it like you're going through a half hour an hour long show and you're suddenly starting to you know take out oh, i don't like this bit so much i'm going to take that out i'm going to start taking out my ums and my as which is always the first thing people come to as yeah, well isn't it slippery slope yeah do not take them out it just takes way too long and it sounds a bit crap usually 
in the end as well. Just yeah. concentrating and stop saying, uh, uh, it's <laughs> so much easier and makes you sound better. But, but certainly some internal edits in terms of, uh, we've already made one mistake in this. Hopefully Scott will have caught it and edited it out. But we, uh, we had a, uh, there was a cough and a splutter. So we did our, uh, claps and that'll be edited out. So stuff like that. If something happens that you do want to edit out, you can take that out, of course. And the final one is, um, music and transitions. You'll notice I didn't mention that on the me one, the original minimum effective editing, because if you're doing it really minimum, you don't need music. Music is polish. It's, mm. it's, you know, it's just a wee bit of extra. You don't need it, but it might be that in the future, once you start to grow an audience, you do want some audio branding. So put in some theme music and you can add that music in at the start and the end and put in transitions as well if you want to. Now, I mentioned claps there. There's also clicks. Let's just talk about that just very quickly. This is a way for me to make this minimum effective editing to the me too approach much quicker in that we can edit, I can edit a podcraft episode generally in, even though if we take half an hour, I can still edit it in three or four minutes because what we do when we make a mistake is we either click into the mic or we clap into the mic. You tend to clap, don't you? But I tend to click. I don't know why. <laughs> so if I make a mistake, I'll go, oh no, wait a minute. I don't want to do that. What I'll do is I'll pause for a second. Just click with my tongue, pause again, and then start speaking again. And that is really, really Scott obvious. Scott would try and edit this. Yeah, I know. Scott, don't edit this bit. <laughs> uh, that's really obvious on the waveform, though, when that comes up. Um, you can see it really simply. And all you do is when you load your audio into your editing package, you just scroll through relatively quickly and you can see that, you know, blank space, 3.3 peaks, blank space, and then speak again. And all you do is I just always cut it straight after the three um, peaks. I scroll, I listen to the bit straight after the three peaks because that tends to be the, the real one, the fixed one. And then I go back just a few seconds and start listening until the start of that section. And if you can manage to, usually if you do it straight away, you can remember how you started the sentence, you screwed up. <laughs> yeah. So you can start it with the same words and that makes it really easy to match it up. And actually it takes, it takes seconds to edit that out. And what you, you just clap, so it's the same thing, isn't it? You just pause. Yeah, and you could do anything as long as it's <laughs> yeah. loud enough to appear on the waveform. Yeah. So you but I think it's, stamp your feet if you want. Yeah, totally. But I think it's the regularity too, isn't it? It's the fact that it's three or two or, you know, it's it has to be a few mm. the same, I think, to make it really obvious. But yeah, that works really well. All right, let's do creating the final file. So how do we export it? The final export. This is a bit that sometimes confuses people too. One of the biggest questions we get, isn't it? It's uh, bit rates. Yeah, so you want your your final podcast episode, you want to be putting that out into the world as an MP3 file, which you're no doubt uh, familiar with. Um, and there's a, a thing called bit rates, basically, which determines <laughs> both the size and the quality, if you like, of your MP3 yeah. file. So basically, it's one of these things like the higher the number the better the quality, but yeah. also the bigger the file size. Yes. And some of the most common uh, terms that get sort of bandied about and used is 64 kilobits per second, 96 kilobits per second, and 128 kilobits per second. 128 traditionally was the sort of like CD quality. Um, many podcast 
producers would argue that even 128 is kind of overkill for most people who are just doing a, a spoken word show. Just for um, vocals, yeah. I mean, it's designed the, for music, isn't it? Yeah. Higher bit rates, yeah. And, you know, there's, again, a lot of arguments that if you sat most uh, podcasters and listeners down and, and let them hear comparative audio files and stuff like that at different bit rates, a lot of people wouldn't be able to tell the difference yeah. anyway. <laughs> so I would say that unless you're planning on doing like a highly produced documentary, again, we, we did a, a series on that last series um, or an audio drama or that, then I would probably shoot for about 96 because yeah. it keeps your keeps your file sizes uh, a bit lower. So you're not using up your, yeah. your listener storage and their data and things like that. And yeah. in all honesty, nobody's ever going to come to you and say, is that? <laughs> Is that 96 kilobits per second? Like, that's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, usually I, usually at kind of amateur level, the mic you're using will probably make a bigger difference to the quality, a far bigger difference to the quality than going from 96 to 64, for example. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, it used to be more of a consideration when people were, you know, data plans were a bit more restrictive, maybe broadband plans, that kind of thing. But I mean... Let's be honest, today, like, nobody really pays attention to their data download, do they? Do, maybe that's not true. Maybe it's kind of different countries that's more important. But, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, People would, that live in remote areas as well, yeah. they've got like, you know, the download speeds aren't very yeah, fast yeah, and possibly, stuff. So. Yeah. so maybe that's why, uh, you could you could argue that that's why you should get into 64 to save even more space. But the difference between 64 and 96 is not a huge amount in terms of space. So yeah, 96 is a good compromise, I think. Right, stereo versus mono, last question. Yeah, again, unless you've got a really good reason to go stereo, I'd just go mono because there's no margin for error then. Yeah, like yeah. You, you'll sometimes hear uh, a pretty new podcaster who's accidentally or unintentionally uploaded an interview where one person's in one ear and the other person's in the other ear, yeah. and it's just, it doesn't sound good at all. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, just go with mono because that takes out all the, the yeah, chance of that happening, no basically. <laughs> and again, you know, unless you're doing a documentary or an audio drama or that, you don't really need stereo. So. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And it's a constant bit rate as well, isn't it? Because you can get variable bit rate on a lot of these. Uh, yeah, that's of right. Yeah. yeah, if you get if you get asked that, just always go with constant. And that's yeah. all we need to say about that. Definitely. Cool. Okay, that does it for the editing episode. That is how to edit your show, uh, the processes you might want to use, and uh, basically a, a few tips on how to go about them. But I definitely recommend going with, you know, minimum effective editing, like the real minimum in the early days. And it's only once you, you know, once you start to grow an audience, once you've got a few hundred people listening to your show, then I think it's worth, you could justify spending a bit more time on it as well. And also once you've become better at presenting your show, once you're a decent presenter once you've figured out your kit once you know how to put together good content then start to put the effort into the kind of the technical polish and even then to be honest you can miss it out you don't need it the content is what matters so keep it simple keep it easy and keep it consistent right that'll do it for this episode I'll mention Alatu again this episode is sponsored by Alatu I'd love it if you could check out Alatu it'd be great to get more people on there trying out the free trial I genuinely believe it will help make your podcast much easier to produce much more consistent because we can automate a whole bunch of it make it simpler for you to create and publish it go over to alitu alitu.com and you can start your free trial there 
Otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode, which will be all about branding. We're going to look into how to create the artwork for your podcast and how to get together the music for your podcast as well. How to make sure your podcast is really well branded. Thanks again for this episode, Matthew. Thank you. No worries. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.